Today on the podcast, once again, we jump into the topic of conspiracies. We have Ethan back in the studio with us to explore some bizarre and unexplainable topics such as the CERN Hadron Collider, Iraqi Stargates, and Hollow Earth Nazi connections. You get all this, plus Rosie has a nugget about Peter Pan and a Michael Jackson connection. It's going to be a great podcast. You don't want to miss it, so sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing today? We've got a great podcast going on today for you. We are so glad you're listening. This is the All Out War Podcast, and we are excited you're here. Got some good stuff today. Rosie, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Hey, did you know that Michael Jackson was originally going to be <laughs> Peter Pan? He was supposed to be cast as Peter Pan in Steven Spielberg's Hook. <laughs> is that is that, did, a, is that real? Yeah, it's real. I did. He not was know originally going to be Peter Pan. Yeah, and you want to hear something even crazier? That that I bet you didn't know. They had a falling out, and Michael Jackson paid a witch doctor over one hundred fifty thousand dollars to cast a black magic spell curse on Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Is that why that movie is rated so poorly in Rotten Tomatoes? I don't, that was a great movie, but I, his, I don't know. Yeah. His witchcraft backfired, and it did poor at the box office. Right? That well, that that movie is rated horribly, but it's a cult classic. It is. It is horrible. It, it's a horrible movie. I. It's you don't like Hook? No, I didn't ever like. That. I didn't like anything Peter Pan. I haven't liked Peter Pan since I was a little kid. Even when my like my older sister would try and read it to me. Is it because oh. the premise is really creepy? Did you know that the author of that is probably a pedophile? Probably the original. I can't sense. remember his name, but there's a Neverland lot of land really... of nothing but like prepubescent children who stay that age forever. Exactly. I mean, yeah, there's a lot weird. of creepy stuff if you look into the author of it. I can't remember his name off the top of my yeah. head, but just saying, doesn't surprise me. All of these, all like all fairy tales, have really weird beginnings. <laughs> yeah. You know, have you ever re- read the original Little Mermaid? No. Like you know, in the Disney Little yeah. Mermaid, she loses her voice. Yeah, yeah. So if I remember correctly, in the original Little Mermaid, to to get legs, she cuts out her tongue and gives it to Ursula, the witch, the witch queen, or whatever. Yeah. It's it's weird. Oh. It's really weird. That well, was probably a, that was a German one, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's it not the about Gr- right. it's not the Grimm brothers, but it was a German. Yeah, play. it's German. Yeah, it's good. Well, there you go. It's German. It's German. So, well, hey, I'm Turner. You met Rosie, and you probably recognize that voice. That's Ethan. He's in studio with us today. Hey. What's up, man? How are you? Doing really well. Yeah. Doing so good. Cody is not with us again today. Uh, he's got, he's got, it's the sick man, the sick kids. It's like having kids, but we, he'll be back with us soon. And uh, we have another great episode today, guys. I'm really excited. Our most listened episode that we've ever done in a podcast was the conspiracy episode. And so we're going to, we're going to try and, um, and capitalize on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no reason I'm just to be kidding. dishonest about that, right? No. Well, it, it it hit a nerve. I think there's some real interest in it and the timing of when that last mm-hmm. podcast came out. And if you haven't heard our conspiracy episode, just go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you listen to us, however you subscribe, YouTube. It's all it's all around there on just all at war. But you can listen to that podcast and we talk about some pretty cool things. Yeah. And uh, we didn't get into the meat of other things that we really want to talk about. Yeah. We just wanted to lay like the groundwork of like why you should care or yeah, because yeah. we talked about, I think the last one was all about things that were absolutely proven true. Yeah, yeah. So It was like conspiracy facts more than it right. was. And so now theories. we're going to go crazy. Yeah, so t- this is the this is, would be like the part two 
um, after the sh- at the after show show the or after whatever. Show. <laughs> so all out war at night. All out <laughs> war at night. But uh, you know, before we get into that, I just wanted to just say uh, if you're listening to this and someone's passed this on to you, this podcast, on, just thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. We've had overwhelming, way more than I ever imagined um, success. You know, way more than I ever imagined, and uh, and it just continues to get people are sharing what's going on with us and, and people are listening. And I just want to say to all our listeners, thank you. Thanks for the support. I've gotten a couple emails. I've gotten text messages from friends. Um, and even some of the locations are crazy like Saudi Arabia and Croatia. And, and believe it or not, the, the most concentrated city that listens is Amsterdam. Mm. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So people are getting high and want, listening to uh, All Out War podcast. <laughs> <In> that coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that's the only way it makes sense is if you're like stoned out of your gourd listening to this. So <laughs> we don't endorse drugs, by the way. That's no. not. A, we're not Joe Rogan. But uh, <laughs> so look, I want to read a verse before we jump in, and All we're right, going to go. get right into it. I, I love this. It's. Uh, it comes out of. Uh, it's Psalm uh, 73, and it, it's uh, starting in verse 23 and 24. It just says, Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. And, into glory. Uh, into glory. And that's the eternal glory that uh, they're talking about there, that David's talking about in, in Psalm 73. And uh, actually, it's a Psalm of Asaph. I, I should, shouldn't lie to you. It's not David, but Asaph. He, he was one of the psalmists. But... Uh, he talks about guiding with his right hand and leading us into glory. And this is the thing I want to kind of kick off as we talk about this topic today. There's a lot of crazy, unknown, bizarre things that we're going to bring up um, in the podcast. And, you know, here we are, uh, Christian guys, truly love the Lord. We we don't want to send people into weird directions. No. Um, and so we would just say, hey, listen with discernment. Yeah. Don't just... just Go research whatever we talk about, you know. And uh, like one one person gave us an iTunes review and said, "Who are these guys? Where'd they come from? They don't even know what they're talking about." <laughs> you know, but that's what makes it fun, right? <laughs> it makes it so much fun. It actually made my day when I read that review. It was one of our first. I think it was our very first review uh, that we got. So I was laughing, and and uh, I think I texted Stephen right away, and I was like, "Hey, uh, our review came in." <laughs> I, uh, I you sent that to us. Oh, I did think. I? And and I saw it. and I'm like. You know, I wonder what some of the my some of my favorite podcasts. I wonder what some of their critics say on oh, the comments. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. there are episodes where they read them, and it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, really funny. Well, we don't do this for our critics. We do it for. I mean, we just have these are this podcast. As a, a lot of people know, it kind of evolved out of just conversations I was having with you guys. We were yeah. having with each other, and we thought this is like po- like Thursday nights after Bible study. We'd be talking about these things. We'll be talking about like. How in Area 51 they're they're developing faster than light travel and stuff. Right, you know yeah. that's what we talk about and it's fun. Yeah, you know? it's just stuff that your brain goes into and uh, and so I thought, well, why not? You know, and we're not. There are some really, really good conspiracy podcasts out there, and if you know them, listen to them. Or whatever. And we're not trying to be that, but this episode we're going to be talking about it. We talked about it before, and you know, seemed to resonate. It seemed to resonate. So, so Ethan, that's why we got you here in the studio. We're gonna. Um, you have done, uh, as you did last time, you did a lot of research and you had, um, you just have things that you've looked into and, and and so we wanted to bring you back and kind of just work through some of your favorites and some of the things that you, that you've looked into and let you kind of discuss. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm Steven, I'm not sure how you're going to approach this. Well, I guess 
I haven't been able to research it because I've been doing a Bible only content fast. So, but <laughs> I'm going to explain that for a minute because oh, I cut out Twitter, um, and I'm not going to be reading anything that's not that's not from the Bible. Wow, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, is it, how long have you been on that? <laughs> a couple of days. A couple of days. <laughs> it's been good. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. That's so, that's really awesome. Yeah. So I was going to say I'm going to be coming from a place of trying to remember a lot of stuff. But that's yeah, cool. That's cool. Probably. That works. And I'm coming from the place of complete ignorance. So I'll be asking the dumb questions that you'll probably think, why are you asking that? But I know I'm not alone in this. So when I ask these questions, I'm sure there's someone listening that's probably thinking that same question. If if, so. if the listeners out there don't know what we're talking about, you guys have not spent a lot of time watching YouTube documentaries. <laughs> so Yeah, YouTube is like a black hole, if you will. I or love a rabbit it hole, so I should much. say. I love it so much. I know. I've stumbled on some things in youtube in my day and i'm just like how did this get here and how did i get here yeah <laughs> i'll do it when i'm like at work which is the worst thing ever <laughs> like, let's yeah. stay away from youtube at work yeah oh, I, know. I, I never for the record go on youtube at work i'm just gonna say that in case anyone is listening from work i'm never on youtube <laughs> at work watching crazy documentaries about the jesuits <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting I believe subject. You. Yeah. yeah. I, I listened to, um, I forgot what, uh, I think it was the higher, si- higher side chat. They had an episode on the Jesuits and it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. If there's truth to that, it's pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah. I like, believe that. One of the cool things about conspiracy theories that I like is the ramifications of some of these things being true is, will just shatter some people's reality. Yeah. You know? Right. If it's true. If it's true. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's the crazy thing about I it. I mean, our first topic, if 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 what <laughs> this is true, this could mean like the death of the earth. The whole earth. <laughs> you know? That's there what any is there anything more serious than a black hole opening up in Switzerland and right. swallowing the earth right. over a span of five years? You yeah. know? That's terrifying to think about. It is terrifying. Well, what is your first one? Let's let's start, let's jump in. Let's go. All right. So the first one the first one that I wanted to talk about is CERN. CERN. Okay. CERN, yeah. Uh, it's not the name of a weird Swedish blender or anything like that. Um, <laughs> so for all of you guys who don't know, uh, CERN is is, uh, is the European Organization for Nuclear Research. Um, so whenever you hear in the news, like Large Hadron Collider, think CERN. Like they're, they're the organization that is in Switzerland smashing atoms together. And they discovered uh, a couple of years ago the Higgs boson right? That's yep. what that was discovered there? Yeah, exactly. So they were in the news, which is the God particle. Yeah, that was in 2012. Um, right, they yeah. they discovered a the, the boson with a mass. I don't, I don't even need to read that. Yeah, uh, yeah the Higgs boson particle. They also were able to maintain anti-hydrogen, which is the antimatter version of hydrogen for over 15 minutes, which is wow. crazy. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, dark energy. Dark energy, man. It's crazy stuff. Um, yeah, so... CERN is, is is an organization for the purpose of, the purpose of um, scientific research, uh, but primarily high energy physics. So their goals, depending on who you talk to and depending on which interviews you see, can can vary. Um, but a lot of a lot of what I found in my research was they're trying to figure out. There's kind of two things. One, they're trying to figure out what on a particle level caused the big bang to happen Mm -hmm. and 
some of the some of the things I've been finding is they're actively trying to open up a black hole. Mm. Wow. Like a miniature black hole. Um So so the basics of it is scientifically they're they're it's a giant circle that spans what is it, like twenty miles or something like that? Yeah, it's it's huge. Um and they just throw particle uh single atoms at each other. So they send yeah. atoms going opposite directions up to speed, mm-hmm. they get them yep. spinning, they introduce, and then they ram them. Yep. Yep. So fun fact, some of the coldest temperatures that's ever been created on Earth is in the Large Hadron Collider. So huh. apparently to to be able to like some somehow the the process of, of speeding these atoms up and, and directing them, it you need incredibly low temperatures. Like really close to absolute zero, as cold as you possibly can get, totally wow. devoid of any of any heat energy. So they're trying. They're this. There's a giant underground. I think it's like 300 feet under the ground, giant loop, and they will they will essentially like take a part take two particles and just smash them into each other. <laughs> like what could go wrong, right? It's I mean, like a, it's how, like a miniature nuclear explosion, like nuclear. Oh yeah, yeah, or, for uh, sure. Yeah, like an atom bomb. I mean, that's. I mean, atom bombs work be, on a very high level. They are splitting atoms apart. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're going the opposite direction. Yeah. So these are going towards each other where atoms are being pulled apart for yep. the atom bomb. Okay. Yeah. So. Crazy. Um, yeah. So, like I said, their their goals are particle collision and um, trying to discover what would happen during the Big Bang. What is antihydrogen? Because you mentioned that a minute ago. Yeah. Um. You've you've heard of antimatter, right? Yes. So antimatter. I don't I don't know a lot about it so I'm not going to not going to pretend but from from what I found anti anti-hydrogen is the antimatter version of hydrogen. And hydrogen is essential for all of everything that's well, yeah, exists think, like creation, right? I may be incorrect with the numbers, but I know um that I've read I I I know it is crazy as crazy as this, but I'm not sure the exact number that all of the matter in the the known universe is something like only five percent of the actual matter in the actual universe. So everything what we know is only five percent of the what actual exists. Yeah, there's yeah. So the, the majority dark, of the matter is is dark matter or antimatter, right? Yeah. That has some sort of when you get into like crazy quantum mechanics, they have outside influences on the matter that's within, but you can't observe it, right? So there's something that is that like affecting... a quantum physics or yeah, or yeah. like where they. They're like what holds the atoms together, like what makes the electrons spin around. Yeah, and they've done a lot yeah. of uh, things where they like shoot particles. Um, well, yeah, they'll shoot them through. Like the, I think it's the double slit experiment where they shot them from a single place, and they all seem to go in a line. Like all the particles that they shot all lined up perfectly. That's and, weird. And they just shot them. So they shot them like a shotgun, boom, and then they lined up. I, some something similar like wow. that, and they all shoot. Yeah, there's no reason for it, but they all had this outside. It seemed like an outside driving force that um, affects, yeah, the matter that we see. So that's a, that's an aside. It's just the is that the connection with the God uh, particle or whatever that? I think the, so. I don't I don't know a whole lot about the Higgs boson particle, but okay. um, it's a lot of a lot of scientists think that it was is really foundational for how the universe started. Um, I think you're gonna have to ask like some crazy chemist right yeah yeah like yeah. An, like a astrophysicist or something it's like um, the it's like I, I remember being a kid and maybe i don't know if maybe it's just me because i think like this but i used to think like what holds like like 
I used to think, okay, things get so small that we can't observe them with the eye, and then so now we have microscopes, and then they get so small that we have electron microscopes, and then now and then there's still continue we continue to find even deeper particles, and they all work in conjunction with what ultimately becomes like, you know, whatever you're observing it. Like say it was a piece of grass, and you just keep going deeper, 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 deeper. And what is the ultimate holding it all together? It's, like, all it's kind space. of like an Ant-Man. Yeah. You, you guys have seen Ant-Man, right? Yeah. When he goes like the quantum realm and everything is he like... He does go to the quantum realm? Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. You've never seen it? No. Uh, no spoilers. I, I never saw no, it. Either, oh, well, so. I mean, it came out like four years ago or something. Like three years ago. So I, I just, I think I saw, but I don't, I don't remember that part, but yeah. So he goes super low. Yeah, super low. Super small. Six th- says sees the Higgs, bo- Higgs boson. Oh, he does see it? No, no, oh. I, don't th- I don't think he does, but <laughs> that would be funny. awesome. That would be kind of awesome. But uh, so so that's the science behind CERN. Yeah. They're trying to trying to take these particles, bash them together, and see what 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 they what break happens. in. But really, what's what? It's almost like cracking open a nut. Like what's inside? Yeah. You what's know, inside, let's, yeah. let's see what's going on. So that's the science behind it. So why is there conspiracy? And there's whenever you just Google CERN, all of these like weird spiritual things come up, like yeah. like Bible prophecy and Revelation end times, all these weird things. So yeah, it's. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know where to start. There are so many different avenues <laughs> that we could go down, but um, I think what kind of uh, caused people to worry is 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 a couple things. Um, so the director of research for CERN, his name is Sergio Bertolucci, uh, nice. in an interview said the following. <laughs> so he's talking about black holes here. He's talking about portals, like opening up, essentially a, a portal to another dimension, let's say, or, or somewhere else. So he said, something may come through dimensional doors at LHC, which stands for Large Hadron Collider. And out of this door might come something, or we <laughs> might send something through it. You know? So they're going to so, open up a, a microscopic door. I don't think they're thinking atom microscopic. Size. It's not going to be atom size. I mean, if they're crashing atoms together. I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea how, how big the... Um, how big the portal doorway will be. Yeah. So I, th- I think that, so that's kind of a weird thing for him to say in an interview, right. you know, like we're going to open up a portal. Something might come through. We don't know what it'll be. <laughs> and we might send something through. We don't know what it'll be, you know? And have you guys seen the CERN logo? No. Yeah. I haven't. You haven't? Steven knows everything. So he's seen it, of course. Oh, so, oh wow. It's like a weird blue. Like, yeah. So, if if you guys are listening, you guys should all look up the CERN logo. Um, and to a lot of the red, the um, a lot of the Christians out there who who know a little bit about Revelation and all yeah. that, um, what you'll six, notice six. is that the CERN logo, which is supposed to represent the the kind of the footprint of the Large Hadron Colliders, kind of over each other, yeah. it it looks like the sign of the beast, which is six six six. It does totally. Yeah, it does. Like- it it. I mean, I'm not, it doesn't have, like, you don't have to really use your imagination. Like, oh, that's, that's, um, it either looks like a bunch of nines or a bunch of yeah. sixes. When I looked at it, it's a nine, nine, nine. So no, oh. I'm just kidding. Just flip that, man. <laughs> flip that. Um, yeah. So that is, is kind of whenever, whenever, whenever a YouTube documentary maker sees six, six, six in something, they're like, Ooh, gotta, gotta dig a little bit deeper. Right. Um, right. Yeah. and it's interesting that they actually changed that logo. That was not the original logo. The original one was very nondescript government looking. Mm. So that's fairly recently. I I don't remember Mm. the dates, but it's kind of weird that they also changed it from what 
it originally was. So it, it, it so the, the there was intention. A, a door could open up. I'm, I'm sorry, I was thinking no, about yeah. this. I'm fixated on this door for a minute because I'm like, there's there's a whole another conspiracy of stargates and weird things like that. And even in the Bible, there's some illusions and some things like that. But um, so is this the black where the black hole thing connects where it could yeah. suck the Earth make, like implode into this thing that we actually make, which yeah. is so annoying. So one of the one un, so you guys should all look up the the interviews with the CERN scientists on YouTube. Like they actually have CERN employees interviewing with I, I watched like a couple um there was one for the BBC and one for Al Jazeera and stuff like that. They're a bunch they're a bunch on YouTube. Everyone should look up and watch the things that they say because the things that they say are really weird and they don't seem to be thinking about the possible ramifications of what they're doing. Uh, so for example, one of the one of the CERN scientists themselves in an interview said that it is possible for us to open up a black hole when we do this. <laughs> okay. You know, the, the chances are about 1 in 12, but he was like, oh, that probably won't happen. Probably well, won't happen. You don't have to worry about it, 1 in 12 chances. And then the interviewer, it was an Al Jazeera interview, then the interviewer was like, well, well, wouldn't that like swallow up the earth in like a second or five minutes? And he was like, no, it'd only take about five years. <laughs> but he's not worried. He's not worried though, yeah. you know? Wow. Um, One in 12 odds are pretty good. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I would take I, that bet, I, you yeah. know? I'm going to tell you right now that if I was a scientist and that was the odds and somebody said, okay, we, we want to go forward on this um, and it, it actually happened, I would jump to the front of the line just to be, just because you, you, if you got out of there and you made it far enough away to where you weren't consumed in, in that five year, you would be hunted down once the word got out and you would be killed. So I would just jump to the front. Your life's going to end either way. Might as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Just jump, jump into the black hole and see what happens. Who knows? So so another, another part of the weirdness about CERN is, is where it's located. Um, so a large portion of CERN is located in this one region that, that used to be like a Roman territory. And, um, this, this, this area was called the, um, a polyacum, something, something along those lines. Um, and in this town, this ancient Roman town, there was a temple dedicated to Apollyon, oh. the destroyer. Yeah. And this has a really stark ancient connection with the Hindu god of Shiva. Oh, wow. And have you guys read any about Shiva? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, yeah, Stephen? Yeah. yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, Shiva is the, uh, the Hindu goddess of destruction and creation and she's called the she's called the destroyer um if you look up a picture of her or an image she has like six arms and they're all like bloody and she's got like knives and stuff it is not a very weird goddess that you would want to pray it's kind of famous though isn't it it is very famous yeah Yeah. um uh it it, have you noticed that her hands look like the, the typical baphomet Oh yeah. So and as placement. above, so below. Yeah. Pointing one up to the one up and one down, and yeah, yeah. weird. Um, yeah. So one of her things is that is is that she destroys for the sake of rebuilding. Hmm. That's kind of that's kind of her thing. And there's actually a a Shiva statue in in the like in in this in CERN's main center. There's a there's like a bronze. I think it might be bronze, like a bronze shiva statue just sitting out there right right out in the open right out in the open yeah it's like it's the only international science organization with a god deity like a deity graven image just sitting out in the front lawn you know it's kind of weird um that's so that's so weird yeah very weird And, and they do that simply because of the location because of apollyon the 
I I don't know. Uh Like that's where it kind of starts to get weird. You know, some people think like, oh, CERN is is run by like the New World Order. CERN is run by um, like people who are demon worshipers or or devil worshipers or Satanist or Baphomet worshipers or what have you. Um, But one of the weird connections between um, this Apollyon, uh, Apollyon the Destroyer, is actually in scripture. So if we if we look at Revelation nine one through eleven, um, the it, it goes as follows. I'm not going to read the whole thing; just the first bit and the last bit. Um, uh, and the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit. And then if we scroll down a little bit, um, uh, they have, so, so I'm going to skip a little bit here, but essentially there is a, there's this bottomless pit that was open and these demons come, come out of it. Um, then from the smoke came locusts on the earth and they were given power, like the power of scorpions on the earth. Um, and then, and then a little bit further down, they have tails and stings like scorpions and their power to hurt people for five months is in their tails. They have as king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon and in Greek, he is called Apollyon. Mm. Wow. Wow. So this, this Greek, like the, the, the temple that is in the right near CERN is the temple to the God that's talked about in Romans nine or I'm sorry, not Romans nine, revelation nine. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, not only that, but Jesus mentions the abyss that he's talking about that opens up this pit. Jesus, when he casts demons in the gospels out of uh, a man, they say, Oh, are you, are you here to send us to the abyss? Yeah. And he had, he said, be quiet. And he sent them into pigs, and then they the pigs jumped off a cliff and <laughs> right. killed themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? So it's not like it's some isolated little thing here no. mentioned. It's actually it's in the end times of, according to Bible prophecy with Revelation, the end times of our world. It's going to have a big role. Yeah. And yeah. so we're possibly playing with the doorway to this crazy. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Pit. Right. Yeah. Who no knows? wonder the people get freaked out a little bit. And yeah. you know you got scientists who, you know, by and large the scientific community, you know, by and large isn't religious. Um, well, in the, yes cr- and no. in the Christian sense, I should say. It depends on it depends on what you believe, right? It depends on it depends on what you've seen. I know that I personally believe a lot of the global elites are Satanists. Well, they're religious in that sense, but I'm talking Christian. Well, I was going to say even if you talk to, uh, well, this is a completely different topic, but like you said. There's actually a suppression of uh, mainstream scientists. So yeah. I think uh, Ben Stein did a video or a DVD or a documentary about it, well, a DVD uh, <laughs> uh, called Expelled back in like the early, oh, yeah. in the 2000s. And he talked to a bunch of, and they weren't even necessarily, uh, uh, you know, Christians or anything like that, but they're uh creationists or yeah. they were not even that but intelligent or, or like design. uh like ske- uh, skeptical of the the contemporary of evolution model. Yeah. right yeah and he said that and you in all of these interviews that he asked like all these guys in various fields and they're like oh yeah we're not the minority it's just the like we're the majority of people that believe there's intelligence behind all this stuff and i think it was uh oh, the 
guy who invented uh, modern quantum mechanics, uh, Werner something, I can't remember his name, but he has this uh, really good quote. Uh, and this is, again, one of the guys that invented, I guess, so to speak, or discovered, however you view science, um, that, you know, in, at the first gulps of science will make you an atheist, but at the bottom of the glasses, you'll find God or something like that. That's cool. And I like that. Even yeah. Francis Collins wrote a book. He was the one that uh, mapped the human genome. So there is a lot of Christian yeah, scientists I mean, that I would say. I mean, I agree. Uh, I guess what's what you said is actually probably what I was trying to say is that what's presented. Right. And 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 so that's a, that's probably a whole other conspiracy we could get into is the, the education system and why they're presenting. Suppression and, and all right, that. Right. Yeah. And, and I believe you're right, Ethan. There's probably some high-level uh, controlling of information for nefarious reasons because of uh, what we would consider satanic or demonic influence. Yeah. Um, it, so, speaking of demonic influence, yeah. Do you guys want to get get into the opening ceremony of CERN? Yeah, yes. let's do it. So, this is kind of where it starts to get weird, or weirder than it already has been. Um, so, have you guys watched the opening ceremony of the Goddard Base Tunnel? Yeah. Yes. You have? Yeah, you both have. I have. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched it, you probably should because it's real. Like, keep in mind the stuff we're talking about, Revelation. Keep in mind that these scientists are talking about opening portals and sending things through, and maybe ha- things coming through. You know, this is this is the context of of what this is. You know, um, so the Goddard the Goddard Tunnel is is in Switzerland, and it was one of the pivotal tunnels to the construction of of the Large Hadron Collider. And there was this really weird, germ- it, not weird because it's Germanic, but it, it, it like really weird opening, cer- choreographed opening ceremony dance. Like, Bof- like you don't even have to dig. Baphomet is in this choreographed dance. Like yeah. a guy dressed up as a goat, having worshipers and having followers and, and, ha- and calling up demons dressed in, in these costumes that are like made out of straw, which... According to what a lot of, a lot of what I was finding, like having like they represented um, like woodland spirits or like earth spirits in a way. Yeah. Um, very pagan. Yeah, very pagan. Yeah, exactly. And Bof- um, Baphomet is in many occultic circles is Satan. He would, yeah, he, yeah, he represents Satan. Lucifer, um, Satan. Yeah. So the the ceremony is very weird. Um, in throughout the whole ceremony, one of the central themes is that there are workers working on the tunnel like it's it's kind of it, it while the ceremony's going on there's somebody well yeah part of the dance is is there's a group of workers and the, there's a there's a group of workers that are captured and held hostage and then sent into the tunnel oh, and it's very weird like it seems like sacrificial in a way yeah. you know um and then and then too there if you if you have ever have you guys ever researched like occult symbology or anything like that um, like scarab symbology is very, right. very occultic. Um, and specifically like eye, eye symbology, the which I- eyeball. It, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like the eye of Providence, yeah. you know, like if you look on a dollar bill, there's the, the pyramid with the eye. all, all yeah. seeing eye. Yeah. yeah. Is that That's the third vi- eye? They call it too. Sometimes the third eye, you never heard of that? Uh, the third eye the Kundalini stuff. The third eye blind, something different. the third eye blind, the band from the. Oh yeah, 90s. that's some new age stuff. With the third, I'm, not sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, is that that's I'm the chakras, right? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, third yeah. Eye, it helps you see into the spirit world. That's basically. Oh yeah, yeah, what yeah. It's the kundalini stuff that the I can't remember what the it's the crown uh, 
the for meditation and, and i think it's that. also representative of the pineal gland there's a lot yeah. of that which is linked to dmt production which is a whole nother thing but yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> very far out there wow, yes. steve just dropped a bomb just right there pineal gland once you start talking about the pineal gland it gets crazy yeah uh yeah so this this ceremony is very weird like yeah. if you haven't watched a lot of youtube documentaries and you're kind of new to this watch a couple minutes of it and just no don't even start looking at the commentary it's just like what are they trying to communicate here you know what are they trying to communicate what do these things mean um and then you can start looking into the symbology like the baphomet symbology and the eyeball symbology and the pit symbology like at one point all of these workers are like marched into like a swirling like pit essentially of, wow. of it's very weird um yeah so and that happened when did that happen before it opened the, that was that was the ceremony to open the tunnel oh wow yeah so it was already dug and yeah like that's the kind of the completing wow. thing yeah so yeah it's important to keep in mind when you're looking at all this weird stuff like maybe that's that this is a scientific right. thing that yeah. is supposed to be completely yeah right. we're just looking at completely like non-religious secular secular, you know like we're all about enlightened like secular enlightenment we're all about the scientific process so this is like if you imagine the the hubble telescope we're like oh we made this big glass (laughs) thing that we can look at the stars and now we're going to have a bunch of dancing devils when we open it up and people being killed and thrown in you know like why would you do there's no reason for that yeah Yeah, just open it up cut a ribbon and say like hey we're going to do some cool stuff yeah don't talk about it. So, there, so it's very there, weird. Yeah, there's some roots and there's some real connecting, purposely connecting to some of these spiritual aspects. That, yeah. You know, and a lot of people, like, like honestly, a lot of people that aren't spiritual in nature and mind, um, they're going to just discount that and just be as weird and not even... Or, or they'll say, oh, it's just owed to the... Because the location is in a place that was traditionally known as Apollyon and, and, and you know, where the temple... Mm-hmm. for that goddess or god in Roman times was. And then Shiva is a nod to that, which was connected to that in some way and because of the same god, basically. And then um, and then they would say, oh, it's just a nod to tradition and to history, and it doesn't have any meaning. And I would just say... What I would say to wow. those people is, yeah. A, you don't know that. Right, yeah. You don't know what the people who are behind this believe. Right. You just have your own belief. You have your own belief to say that, oh, this is secular. This is for science. That's your own belief. And you're interpreting the evidence according to what you believe, which is not really what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take evidence. Like what could this possibly mean? That's right. You know, what do like, okay, does a scarab have, have like weird, some like significance to it? Yes, it does. What about an eyeball? Yes, it does. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's almost like you'd have to discount what they're actually telling you. Yeah. And say, well, this is, so because this is, is not hidden. No. That's what's so crazy about this. Yeah. That they did this. and It's they, right out in the open. They're right out in the open. They're coming out and saying, we're doing this. And you'd have to look at that and go like, oh, it's just, it's, it's like, not what they mean. It's like putting your hands over your eyes and go like, la, 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 la. Right. I don't see what you're doing, yeah. you know? And the other side of it too is that what they're doing, there's a whole lot of what they're doing that is just covert. No one knows a whole lot about. Yeah. They don't let out news information a whole lot about it, and mm-hmm. and and it's literally 
trillions of dollars mm-hmm. of, have been invested into this. Yeah. I mean, trillions, not billions of dollars, not millions, trillions of dollars have been invested into this thing to create it, to build it, to maintain it. That might open up a black hole and swallow the earth in five <laughs> right. years, you know? Like, what? Buy your death, right? You yeah. Know, why not? How do you want it? You know, it's I know, death it's, on demand, yeah. It's crazy. And, and, and to somehow think, well, we can control it. Like, so what if a black hole, what if we do open a portal to a black hole? Is there some way for us to close it back up without it, you know, consuming uh, whatever is around? And is, do we think we can control it? Like, the, are they thinking, I mean, obviously somebody's like, I, I try and put myself in the shoes of that scientist, right? Like, or that team of scientists, or it's probably a team, but uh, you go to bed at night and are you like aware that you could be responsible for ending the world? Yeah. I don't want to be now, responsible for that. Biblically, I don't see it lining up with prophetic scripture for the future. And so for me, like, I don't see that as the logical end of the world unless that's the method that God chooses to use to bring about all the things yeah. that are going to happen. Unless so. the, unless the pit in revelation was opened up by CERN and these demons come out of the, right. come out of the right. portal that's opened up by CERN, you know? Yeah. So it's more likely that I would believe that more than I would a black hole personally. Yeah. Yeah. I would believe a pit I mean, of demonic activity and. Yeah. And if you really Gosh. go deep into the into the documentaries like there are people who are trying to say that there are weird really weird things that are happening at cern as far as demonic presence and and, oh, and yeah. beings and stuff like that so if you guys want to go deep into that like feel free but i try not to get too deep into that and that but what well, you were saying about scientists reminds me of a quote from jurassic park so ian malcolm that um jeff goldblum's character in, in jurassic park one of the things he said um was your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think whether or not they should. They should. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I think I think humans by nature are very haughty, and they want to control and inquisitive. We want to know and qui- and inquisitive. I mean, we're very curious by nature. What was the tree? The tree of knowledge of good of and evil. Good and evil. We yeah. wanted to know some. So like we couldn't even keep away from that tree. <laughs> yeah, and it and it totally totally changed reality forever you know <laughs> but there needs to be discernment for these things because there people are playing with it's like it's like giving it's like giving a three-year-old nuclear launch codes just like you know you <laughs> just just have fun billy you know right. here you go here's the button you know don't yeah. press it don't, probably shouldn't don't but push the red button there's right. nothing preventing you from doing it if you if you yeah there's only a one in 12 chance of you that the nuclear bomb's going to go off anyway so yeah only one be all right yeah Five years, man. So CERN has some crazy stuff there going on, and uh, when you stack it all up, the location, the meaning of the of the location, the the uh, c- the CERN, what they're gonna do, um, and the possibilities that could happen once it does happen. You know, once they get those colliders to work the right way, the the fact that it could open some kind of doorway, the fact that it could have that, and also the whole idea of the possibility of some pit being open and how that lines up yeah. with biblical prophecy for the future. Um, man, when you put it all together, it's not a far reach to think this is a crazy thing that's happening here. We, I, you know, and so uh, that's kind of insane. You know, when you were talking about quantum uh, physics for a, a couple minutes ago, Stephen, um, it made me think of, I heard a guy talking about um, the possibilities that they're discovering in quantum physics, which is down at that level where CERN is like trying to pull apart or, you know, make atoms break apart and see what's holding them together and all that. 
he was talking about how the rules of physics that we see traditionally don't apply at quantum levels. Yeah. Oh, absolutely and not. Yeah. Like metaphysics and all that. And he was talking about how that could actually explain how Jesus could, uh, like, for instance, in, it, this guy was a believer and he was a scientist, and he, was, and he says, in my mind, this can explain how Jesus could walk on water. Because the laws of physics wouldn't apply, but at a metaphysical level, a quantum physics level, it, those rules don't apply. And if he can control those because he's God, then obvious. I mean, for us, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, he's God. He can walk on water. Or, Big or deal, I mean, right? God is God, and he can change the laws of the laws of physics if he wants to. If he wants to temporarily change the sure. like the surface tension of water to hold a 180 pound man or so, you know, like. Right. Yeah, you can do that, or change the yeah the chemical. I mean, even just turning water to wine at a chemical level, there's not that much difference, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's something that you he could if he's changing matter. I mean, right at a very but, fundamental. But I level. guess what was cool about it though is he was like, this is how you could multiply bread, like mm-hmm. something out of nothing, because they were they were observing they were observing molecules appear and disappear, like. In, well, there's even the whole like, thing that they, this idea of quantum mechanics, they have this idea of superposition. I was just yeah, thinking of this when you're talking weird. about the, so basically it is one atom in a, in a, you know, they can prove that there is only one atom and it will instantly appear in two places at once. It is only one atom. So I'm thinking like a stretch, if you're multiplying like take a fish right and you're just pulling it's from the same fish but if you're able to if he's able to multiply atoms and it's funny because it's coming from the same thing they, so they actually call that miracle multiplication oh really yeah it's the multiplication of of loaves <laughs> fish and loaves it's not it's not <laughs> he didn't make new stuff right yeah he, he just replicated he it he just pulled like, off the old right or controls possibly. control c control v just a <laughs> bunch of times you know <laughs> that's right but no i mean what's really but i mean so there is I mean, look, at, at Jesus entered our realm. He became a man. He fully man, fully God. So there, he was working within a construct that he had designed. Time and space, yeah. Right, yeah. And so uh, to be able to manipulate it for his own purposes that way um, is incredible. I mean... Yeah, one, the, you're talking about that. And what, what I remember is uh, one, of the coolest, one of the coolest miracles in the Bible, I think, is turning the staff into a snake. Yeah. Moses, when he was in the courts of Pharaoh. Um, and I had, I was talking with a a couple of the guys in our, in our kind of, uh, Bible study circle. And one of the weird things was the, the, the sorcerer, Pharaoh's sorcerers could do the same thing. Like through their dark arts, they could turn a stick into a live snake, like a inanimate object into a live snake through their dark arts. Yeah. Crazy. Like there are real there are real powers out there, real evil powers. Crea- that I mean, they- that's a creation of life that shouldn't be taken. I mean, well, I mean, just even to animated think that, at anim- some level, right? Yeah, yeah, not like not right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pneuma wasn't in it, maybe, but right. but uh, but I will say this though that this is the thing too is they could actually they did several of the miracles. Mm-hmm. That Jesus, yeah. I think the the Nile to blood, Nile to blood, uh, uh, the the uh, staff, and I, there was one other, but I don't remember what it but was. But then they got, then it stopped at one point, and yeah. God just kept going with the yeah. miracles. Yeah, it just kept on hammering it. Yeah, and like all of the miracles that, all of the 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 ten plagues were closely tied to the gods of of Egypt, which mm-hmm. is cool. Like the gnats, there was like a, a fly god yeah. um, in Egypt, and there was a frog god. Yeah. So it's kind of as if like. God was just like hitting every, Egypt, every plague, every, was a, yeah, every one using of their own god, 
quote unquote gods. Will He's re- like, oh, you serve she. that god? You want more of them? All right, here, I'll give yeah. you more than you can handle. Yeah, so, and like, like M- Moses' snake eats the 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 the, the sorcerer's snake yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So there was some there's some genuine power in that stuff, but it's not it's not authentic in the sense that it it's 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 borrowed. It's bar- exactly yeah. yeah. That's the best way to put it. It's borrowed. Yeah. yeah. So. So speaking of the Middle East, I want to hear this next. So there is a conspiracy that I stumbled upon a while ago. You like this one a lot. You've mentioned this one to me several times. I do. And so here's to... uh, um, You're going to dive into this, but I asked you specifically to do more research on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So the Persian Gulf War, um, the invasion of Iraq originally, Gulf War number one, um, there's a conspiracy out there that the reason we invaded was because Bush Sr. <laughs> knew that Saddam Hussein had a Stargate. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Stargate. He, so, I, I mean, this is not too far away from what Steven, we're talking about. I think it wasn't Stargate. He had actually the first season on DVD. Stargate that, SG-1. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what, yeah. Well, I mean, even if he had DVDs in 91, that's pretty impressive. Where do you get that's that technology? That's true. Time-traveling DVDs. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> They're VHS tapes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways, please. So we kind of set the scene with, you know. This is a go fun one. This. this is a fun one. Uh, so what is a Stargate? What is a Stargate? I mean, we kind of just talked about possibly inventing or them opening one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So... I, I did I did a little bit of digging and there was um I feel like my my internet service provider is like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> um yeah, so when we say Stargate, think of like Stargate SG one or or like a portal gun from Portal. So uh in Stargate SG one <laughs> there there's a there are portals that are either developed or discovered and they're like a giant ring and when you activate them there's like a shimmery field and you could step through them and they'll teleport you somewhere else. Yeah. So that's pretty much what this conspiracy theory is. Like so and I'll get into why people think this. And it's and it's kind of like a lot of conspiracy theories are a far out idea based off of a lot of assumptions. That's yeah. kind of the, the, the that's kind of the thing. And there are a lot of assumptions here, but they're they're actually pretty fun. I be, just for the fact, I believe this and I do believe that George H.W. Bush was trying to save the world. Um, <laughs> there so were was, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. The they Stargate. were just Stargates. Right. They were Stargates, man. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It was a Stargate. And his son was coming back to finish up the rest. And he had to go clean sure. up. He had to lock the gate. He had to lock it up, man. So, All right. So why do people believe this? So <laughs> so why do people believe this? Because so, so, it's true. Because it's true. <laughs> um this so, is a conspiracy fact in Steven's mind. <laughs> absolutely, man. So, um, I'm just say, hey, I'm just gonna say, Bush ran the CIA. He did before that. He did. He just knew. Saying. He found out. He found out about it. He found it. out via the, the CIA, and he was like, "I must be president now, so I have all the power." Some kind of intel he had that we don't have, man. <laughs> oh boy. So, so Iraq I, is a Iraq modern day Iraq is in a really important part of the world historically. Um, so you guys are familiar with the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So gar- the, the, historically, the Garden of Eden in, in Genesis was between the Tigris and Euphrates, Euphrates River, which is right in that region. Yeah. So Well, we think it could be. Yeah. Unless unless the, unless the, flood the real the Tigris and Euphrates River and the Garden were plunged into the hollow earth. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that later. Um, the hollow earth. Um, <laughs> so modern-day Iraq is is located where ancient Sumeria was. 
And ancient Samaria's biggest city-state was called Ur. And Ur is right in Iraq. And the reason, like the connection between Ur and the Stargates are, are the fact that there's the biggest military base, I think, in the whole region is right near the ziggurat of Ur, like the, the, the dig site there. Yeah. So is, that wouldn't be the ziggurat not being the Tower of Babel, would they believe that, right? I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. It might be. Because it know. was a ziggurat as well, but just Whoa. the original ziggurat. Yeah, I know. Dude, Babylon. Babylon. It's in Bab- it's in the Babylon region. I mean, Iraq, modern day Iraq is Babylon. Yeah. Area. So um, but I mean Sumeria was way earlier than that. Like we're talking sure. we're talking between three thousand BC and forty eight hundred BC. So like a long time ago. Long time ago. But um, that would have been because Abraham was from Ur. Ur, yeah. yeah, yeah Ur, he was the Chaldeans. Ur. Yeah. You know, like when I when I read about Abraham in scripture, I think like, oh, he was probably some like goat herder and came from the mountains. But Ur in that era was New York City. Like it was hus- it was like bustling, technologically advanced, giant structures. Like it was the first metropolitan area that uh, archaeologically speaking, you know. They had subways. And yeah, that's insane. And stargates. And stargates. And stargates, man. Yeah. Instantaneous travel. They were going yeah. So a couple of cool things about about Ur and the in the Sumerians. They invented the lunar calendar, they invented sailboats. They invented um, the first known language. Sailboats, really? Sailboats, yeah, yeah. According to what I, the, the things that I was finding, they invented sailboats, yeah. Um, the first writing, cuneiform. Mm-hmm. So, like, think of Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. That was Sumeria. Um, the first story, other than other than scripture. Well, historically speaking, the the story of Gilgamesh was was pre Moses. So it is like the first story ever found was the story of Gilgamesh. Historically, historically though, speaking, yeah. not chronologically, obviously. Not biblically, but, um, yeah. So yeah, and they they invented the first writing and the first plow, um, and 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 the biblical the biblical so, figure of of Abram grew up or lived a lot of his life in Ur. So Abraham was probably he might have been very wealthy. Um, and he, and he pretty much grew up in like the, like the New York city of the ancient world. And like this, this city was incredibly wealthy, like more wealthy than any of the other surrounding cities. So, um, just out of curiosity, what was the time span that you, you found out that they, that Ur was inhabited? Yeah. Like what? So what I found was, I mean, depending on who, depending on which archaeologist you read from, it it varies, obviously. But kind of the consensus that I found was, um, the the city of Ur was in like the hustling, bustling stage between, um, like it really came into full swing about 3800 BC, and then kind of started to started to break down around 400 BC. So that's a very long long time. time. That's like over 3,000 years. This city was around. So uh, it probably just became a region it was so it was so yeah it had roots so deep of just being uh prosperous for so long but so we're talking it would probably been around genesis chapter 10 ish somewhere in there the the table of nations as after so they already had the nephilim in there it was so you're saying it predates nimrod right or it would be post nimrod um it had to be post no I, I think it would have to be post because the first mentioned city we don't learn about ur until after nimrod right because Babylon. because um abraham was post flood right so so and so was nimrod 
Yeah. So so he comes in. Wait, Nimrod was post flood. Yeah, he was post flood. He was after the table of nations oh, yeah, in Genesis yeah, yeah. ten, Genesis eleven in there. So I'm trying to trying to chronologically in the Bible trying to figure out where Ur fits in. It was a post flood nation, you know, yep. t- city, you know, metropolis, and um, and so okay, so it was very prosperous. Had they did all these great te- technological oh, yeah. advancements for mankind, it might have even happened shortly after the Tower of Babel because yeah. God scatters the languages and the people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so it, it could have been pre-scattered too. Like maybe the, maybe the reason why they were able to build what they built is because they had the same language. I wonder what son Ancient of Samaria. Noah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder which son of Noah came, it traces back to which one of his three sons. I I, I wouldn't even know. No, I I'm wouldn't gonna, even. I'm going to have to do some research on that. Yeah, do some so digging, some man. Some little it's, it's biblical stuff. history stuff there. So if you get, here, here's where it's get, here's where it gets crazy. So have you guys ever heard of Zachariah Sitchin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Steven starts to get excited. Have you ever heard of Zachariah Sitchin? I have not. All right, I'm going to hit you with some stuff right here. Okay. So Zachariah Sitchin is... is, is um, I don't even know how to describe this guy. He's he's like he's like David Icke. You're familiar with David Icke, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so he except he this guy's more eccentric and actually claim yeah. He actually yeah, so I think a lot of what David Icke says is is hyperbole. You know, I don't know if he believes everything that he he says. Uh, I I think he does. He really does. Yeah. So uh, to put it in perspective, Turner, to give you a little bit of backstory, David Icke is the guy who claims that the world elites are lizards from another dimension. Oh. The Alpha Draconia <laughs> star <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah, the Alpha Draconia star system. Yeah, that's when you when you see like, oh, Hillary Clinton's a lizard. Right. That's kind of when you see his those camp. incredibly doctored YouTube clips of, of her face morpher chain is changing. Yeah. You know, her cloaking. It's not at all any type Justin of Justin Bieber, uh, man. He uh, is. Yeah, when their eyes like roll. Yeah, yeah. When you see their lizard eyes, right? Yeah, because they can't hold their they, they can't, can't shape hold their, form. their uh, yeah. whatever form. Yeah, right, right. Totally believe that. Totally believe mm-hmm. that one hundred percent. That there's lizards, lizard so, people, lizard people. Yeah. So Zachariah Sitchin is kind of a. He has a very large cult following. He, he writes a lot of books. So if you guys want to pick up any of his books, check them out. Like they're really far out. And I'm about to kind of explain high level what he talks. What like his understanding of, or lack thereof of the of Sumerian text of Sumerian writings. Yeah. Um. So, you guys have heard of the Anunnaki, right? Nibiru. You right. guys, you guys have heard of this. Yeah, a right. little bit. Yeah. For the benefit of our listeners, though. You no, have, you haven't heard of it. They haven't. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, the Anunnaki are pretty prominent in scripture, though, right? Uh. Or through not Enoch, really. the book of Enoch. Is that where they Well, yeah, that's mentioned? not... Re- yeah. Um, they, I'm pretty sure they are mentioned in the book of Enoch once or twice. They're mentioned in association with the Watchers. Right. Um, but I didn't really gather a lot of stuff from Enoch. I was just trying to get some of the stuff that Zachariah Sitchin... Uh, what, some of the stuff that he says. Okay. Um, so here's kind of the connection between the Sumerians and the alleged portals. Um, so... So the creation story, the creation story of Sumer, according to Zachariah Sitchin, is kind of far, far out there. Um, so he believes that, according to his interpretation of Sumerian writings, humans were created by Anunnaki, and the Anunnaki, according to him, were the deities of ancient Sumer. And so these, 
these these wasn't didn't they i'm just going to interject i think he believes that they were from the lost civilization of atlantis the original deities probably probably it's hard to tell because i didn't actually get a lot of his writings into this i was just reading on his website (laughs) um but so he believes that 450,000 years ago the anunnaki came to earth and found it populated by nothing but primitive animals and primitive humans, which would have been like Neanderthals or apes. <laughs> Pre-evolution. And, and they right. they came from a uh, uh. planet called Nibiru. And they, oh, Nibiru. Nibiru, oh, yeah, Planet the, X. That's Planet X, yes, yep, okay. Yep, that's the connection here. Connection so thoughts. they came from Planet X and then pretty much genetically created humans by crossbreeding their DNA <laughs> with the Neanderthals. <laughs> okay, so there was this deity DNA. Well, there were there were is a pantheon of them. So the Anunnaki oh. were like a, a deity offspring of the deity. No, they were like a like think Greek pantheon. So there was a, a multitude of Anunnaki that came a to council of gods, if you will. A council of gods, not quite, not not quite. <laughs> um, so what's his interpretation of the Sumerian text is very lackluster it's not directly tied but there are some really weird things in sumerian archaeology that that are of note so one of the reasons why he thinks that that the anunnaki came from a different reality or a different planet was there is some weird iconography of these anunnaki deities coming through like what look like portals out of rivers out of water and like one of them is standing inside of a ring like think Stargate, like right. a ring, pressing buttons on the side. So it's kind of like in these old spaceships. Yeah, spa- like spaceships with wings and stuff. Um, and that kind of is a whole nother realm of conspiracy theories, like ancient flying machines, ancient aliens, ancient aliens. Yeah, exactly. This is like ancient alien stuff right here. Um, so he believes that the Anunnaki came from Nibiru via portals, um, and the Anunnaki created humans by crossbreeding their DNA. I do want to interject real quick. Absolutely. Do of, <laughs> there is a, uh, Terrence McKenna, who is a, uh, he wrote, he was a, I can't remember the term, a psychonaut or whatever, but basically, which is interesting to this theory, just to throw this in there, that basically we did have this huge jump in the, I think it was the prefrontal cortex, um, the thinking part of the brain from these apes. So there's like basically, if you believe in evolution, which is this, uh, whatever, I'm just going to say it. So if you have, the, in the view of evolution, you have all these monkeys, 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 and all of a sudden. <laughs> you just said, I'm going to say it, and you said monkeys, <laughs> monkeys like monkeys, 17 monkeys, monkeys, monkeys. times. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going, you know, the years, you monkey, monkey, monkey. Oh. And then all of a sudden you have intelligent beings that yeah. can like, um, yeah. So this would be essentially in that view when the, the Anunnaki came down. And turn these. They're just like DNA, God yeah. DNA boom, up boom, in boom, here. Boom. Yo, um, you smart now? Yeah, right. Like you're not you're not groveling for <laughs> bugs. You're you're jumping through portals and going to Nibiru and flying around in ancient flying and machines, standing upright. Yeah. So the the theory pretty much goes that the Anunnaki came from Nibiru, this ninth planet, and there is a there is a pretty good amount of evidence to say that there is a ninth a ninth planet in our solar system. It's just on a very different um, revolution around the sun than 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 all of the other planets. Um, and they're like the whole planet X thing is a whole nother, whole nother yeah. deal. Um, 
but it's connected to that because Planet X is Nibiru, and yeah, it's... that's what that's what that's what Sitchin thinks. Um, so Nibiru, on a really high level, um, according to legend, only comes close to Earth's orbit every thirty six hundred years, and it's like four or five times bigger than Earth, so it's very large. Um, and there's also a lot of how health... have we not seen it? Like, well, be... this is what's so ridiculous. Thirty six hundred years. Thirty six hundred years. Yeah, but we have. Hubble, it's like way out there. Like, why isn't it? Like, I, it yeah. just doesn't make. We have, we have, we have it telescopes that can oh, it disappear <laughs> via a giant space portal the size of Nibiru. Oh, maybe Nibiru goes through a stargate. <laughs> maybe right. you never know. You never know. It's like the Death Star. I mean, the Death Star had a hyperdrive. It could just whoop, whoop, other the, places. The Death Star had a hyperdrive. Yeah, it did. I never knew that. Yeah. What? I never. I'm pretty sure it not did. The Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What Su- superposition? Wait a second! <laughs> Instantaneous. It's that's not a that's not a star. What? Remember the the famous line? It's not a star. Or... No, it's that's not a moon. Oh, that's, that's not a moon. That's, that's no it. moon. That's no moon. <laughs> it incinerates the Alderaan. All right. So, uh, so they were they got to Earth according to Zacharias Hitchin via these portals, and there were these portals left over so their in home the ziggurat is, of Earth. Their home is Planet X. Yes. Nibiru. Yes. Okay. According to reality, according to what is true. Okay. They're from Nibiru. They came here through portals <laughs> right. and they left these portals behind and Saddam Hussein found them right. in the ziggurat of Ur and then wanted to use them for, you know, like global destruction, global demise, right. global domination. Yeah. And then America rolled up and it's like, not on our watch. And then that's how the Iraqi war happened. And that's when it all makes Captain sense. America... Yep. came in yep. with his famous shield got it and saddam hussein was hydra the whole time hydra <laughs> he was hiding when we found him oh he was hiding all right hiding in a little pit he's talking about pits he should have just went through the stargate and they hung him remember when they hung him saddam hussein publicly yeah. they showed it that was Intense. crazy they did it themselves we didn't even have to kill him it's kind of crazy so like the whole Qaddafi thing you uh, how he died Qaddafi. Yeah. No. What? What's... Like he was jag, jag, dragged through the streets, oh, and people yes. were just like stabbing him and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Crazy. Yeah. Hillary Clinton did that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the Anunnaki are aliens, mm-hmm. alien figures. That... They're giant too. Like according to the depictions, um, the thing, the, the weird thing is, in a lot of these ancient depictions, it's hard, to, it's hard to tell scale. So you don't know what their perspective right. is. Right. If I it mean, was like close up and for, it could have been a perspective thing just in the car, caving, carving or whatever it is. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You don't know if it's in the foreground or in the right. background, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I believe that there were giants and I know you guys too because you guys read scripture and, and you yeah. believe We that. did a whole podcast about the Nephilim, Nephilim and ne- the giants. We, the giants. Oh, nice. The, mostly the giants, but yeah. It was yeah. really it was really on globalism. Globalism. But, but Yeah. And how the the globe is being controlled by the giants? Well, uh, we went historically through Genesis to oh, Revelation okay. and the connections of the Babylonian religion. Babylonian religion actually was the first one world government in the sense of in Genesis chapter 10 or 11 because he had one currency, one religion, one ruler over everything. And, it, you know, Nimrod was had this Babylonian empire. Yeah. And uh, it was the first globalist, you know... Um, Utopia. Yeah, well, and also template that would be carried over. That it was satanic in origin, and it was carried over, and it was it's been, um, it's been just threaded through history of mankind since then. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about with Or, this during this time period, right? 
is yeah. during that. It was that some, same time yeah, period. possibly around the same time period, but so, maybe before it or a little bit after. Yeah. It's hard to say, um, you know, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's weird stuff. Yeah. Like if you guys want to, Zachariah Sitchin's books are insane. Well, just the coexistence notion of creatures from another place, like if as a Christian you have to, you have to. I mean, you're God, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You have to believe in other dimensional creatures. Yeah. I mean, demons are that. Right. Angels are that, you know, and I've, I've mentioned this to you before. Like if, if something like this was true, like if there were these giants, if they had technology that was really far out, that's unexplainable, my kind of thought process is, okay, these, these beings could be either possessed or Nephilim or giants and they could be using divin- demonic divination to gain otherworldly knowledge mm-hmm. to be able to do things that is unexplainable, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, in, oh. in Exodus, the secret arts that are talked about, quote yeah. unquote, were, were methods to use demonic powers to turn a stick into a snake, you know? Right. So those that, that we know that exists. And, and we see it in Daniel, the book of Daniel. And we see it in the New Testament with Jesus. There's there's a um a, a lady demonic lady that could walk around and tell people's futures. Yeah, and there was you the know? guy in the uh, I think it was the demoniac in the Decapolis, I believe. Um, he w- he was possessed by a demon, and he br- he could break chains. Yeah, like superhuman strength. Superhuman strength. Like yeah. they would try to chain him, and he would just snap them off. You know, yeah, he was in the tombs. Yeah, yeah, going among yeah, going amongst, amongst Cutted, the tombs, cutting himself. Yeah, cutting himself with rocks. I mean, self mutilation. Yeah, self mutilation and demonic stuff is very right. yeah. historically very closely tied. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so we believe in these extra dimensional creatures or people or things. Or, we should and, preface it by saying we don't necessarily believe Zachariah's Zachariah with <laughs> Anunnaki. Yeah, I don't. But... Be- I don't believe Zachariah's uh, perception of oh. it because it 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 departs from from biblical narrative. Yeah, it does. And Definitely. We, we, and as a Christian, we just have to be careful with that because the biblical, the thing that's so unique about the biblical narrative is that it proves itself again and again and again. Yeah. It's, like, oh, here we go. Here's history catching up with the Bible again. Right. Like and, the whole, um, like Jericho is a great example. Like they found that they, they think they really did find the historic city of Jericho and they oh, found no, it by... They did. You no, know, yeah, they did. Yeah. And they found it like, wait, we just needed to read the text more carefully to figure out where it actually is. Yeah, you know, I've seen it. I've been I've been down there. Yeah, you've been to Israel. Yeah, Could, couldn't go into it though because it's run by the Arab. Uh, you know, Arab population owns it. They're, they or they run it. And um, our guide was was used to be the mayor of Jericho. That's and, cool. Uh, and he was what a cool title, a Jewish mayor <laughs> of Jericho. I know, right? But he got when they turned it over to Arab control. They drove them out. You so mean Muslim control, right? Yeah, basically or, Muslim okay. control. They, they have four quarters in Israel. Basically, it's you got you got Christian, Catholic, um, Jewish, and Arab, and they call it Arab instead of Palestinian or or Muslim because well, Palestine doesn't exist, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so anyways, um, that's a whole other issue. That's a whole other podcast. Well, the cool thing about Jericho that I've heard is is that the like the ruins, you can see that the 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 walls actually fell outward. Yeah, it's from the inside out. From the inside out, yeah, yeah which obviously gives credence to the, the historic, the historic accounting of the, the walls of Jericho falling down. And along the wall, there was one residence that was left standing, right? And that was Rahab's Rahab's, Rahab's house. Rahab's yeah, and she hung the the scarlet cord, and she let the spies out through. The through. other thing too about that's really unique about the 
Jericho. We won't get we, that's a whole other podcast we talk about. But uh, the walls of Jericho, the way they fell, if they would have fallen inward and like collapsed into the city, they never would have been able to go in and attack because the the base of the rubble would have been what they came up to first, and it was it was hillsides yeah. around it. But it, the way it fell outward gave them a ramp for entry. It gave them a ramp. For, no, it, totally, it yeah, allowed yeah. them to scale up in. And also, um, there was an. I think I did a word study on the word Jericho. I, if I'm not mistaken, the word Jericho actually means pride. Oh, that's cool. And pride is something that comes from within, right? You, mm-hmm. you, your fall, your pride comes before the fall, right? You know, that's yeah. the famous scripture. But it, it's from within a person. All types of mm-hmm. pride. Yeah, and they were locked up, sealed up, prideful, right? Yeah, yeah. They were like, we Resistant. no no one can beat us. We're anyway. So that's departed. So I do want to say one thing yeah. that I would. Uh, I remember in reading, I've never read Sitchin directly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read a lot of stuff about him or, you know, I, I've read a lot. Secondary, secondary type thing. Right. And yeah. one of those reasons is because if I'm not mistaken, I believe that he was either kind of the Mormon route. The story behind how he got this information is he, he's either channeling. He claims oh, that he he's is div- channeling divin- divination for the books themselves. So these books that he is writing are actually, he, I might be talking out my butt, but I'm almost positive. <laughs> I'm 98% sure that he, that this secret knowledge that he's been revealing in like 30 books has actually been through a connection with a, it's either like a soul. Like, I, I think that's where it's from Atlantis, these uh, Atlantean uh, beings, the Anunnaki, um, and so that he claims that he's actually in communication with one of the souls of one of these things. So there's a lot of stuff to probably not read his, yeah. his work directly. It's opening up bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You got to just be completely discerning. You can't, you can't. Uh, yeah. Um, you can't go too, too far down the rabbit hole. I mean, I've, I've done some, some really deep YouTube conspiracy theory video rabbit holes and stuff and sometimes it's just not good like sometimes i like watching a, a a video about how ancient civilizations had this crazy cutting technology that allowed them to be like one one thousandth or one one millionth of a of a accuracy on their stones you know like that type of thing but sometimes it's just not good so yeah, yeah. so to kind of you're talking about a rabbit a hole going into it let's talk about the last one the hollow earth hollow earth this one's my favorite of all of the conspiracy theories this is the one that i most want to be true and i'm not <laughs> saying i believe it necessarily well on, on some level i do because i'm a christian we'll kind of talk about that later cool um yeah, yeah i'm interested to hear the connection all right um so have you guys heard of the hollow earth theory before because yes. you have it's fairly new though I was like in the say- last probably three years i've just started hearing about it well i was gonna say i if correct me if i'm wrong and i'm not sure if you're gonna talk about this but this is kind of the basis from Dante's Inferno. Doesn't he talk about the different... Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Dante, it's not I'm not going to talk about old. Dante's Inferno necessarily, oh, but a lot, of the, a lot of mythologies have stories about going into the earth. Um, so the, the basis of purgatory, non-scripture, the basis of purgatory was like the idea was, um, I think it was actually St. Patrick going into like some other inner earth, realm mm-hmm. um there's dante's inferno obviously is a very popular example um there's a lot you know there's in greek mythology orpheus tries to rescue eurydice from an underground hell you know um 
uh, Buddha, in Buddhism too, there there are millions of people who live in Agarda, in underground paradise, you know. Um, so there's a lot of, I mean, Gilgamesh is another good example. He he visits the bowels of the earth. So in a lot of mythologies, there are talk about about going into the center of the earth. And as far as like the modern consciousness is concerned, this really started like late 1800s. I mean, you guys have probably heard of like Edgar Rice Burroughs, right? And Jules Verne, like those really popular science Science fiction fiction writers. writers. I'm pretty sure they both, um, they both wrote books on, on, on the hollow earth. Well, obviously journey to the center of the earth, Jules Verne. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And he wrote a whole series on it. Like Pellucidar is, is, is like a whole nother series, um, Mm -hmm. that he wrote. Um, and like the on a really high level, the basic uh, the basic premise of Hollow Earth is that below the crust of the Earth, there is a real either a either the Earth is completely hollow, as in we are on the eggshell of the egg, and the inside is nothing but either air or some kind of weird plasma or something, or the Earth is actually concentric spheres that are hollow which is a weird theory that i found too so so like imagine the globe as we know it and then another hollow globe in it and then another hollow globe like, in it like matryoshka dolls right like, yes like exactly nest, like nesting, nesting dolls, dolls exactly. and then, yeah. so with that would it be on each of the surfaces would be different levels of civilization so to speak or is that what they think or is it a certain wow that would be weird yeah so there's multiple you couldn't do space flight tops of the earth you start going down that's why they got stargates man that's why they got stargates right. go hop from level to level <laughs> it's like a, it's no a, elevators needed it's an inter-earth elevator right yeah 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 so that's intra-earth there's kind of two intra-earth uh, yeah in, yeah intra-earth intra-earth travel um some some of the really early hollow earthers hollow earthers they believe that the people on the inner earth were actually on the inside of the hollow earth as in like <laughs> If you think about where we are, we're standing on the earth. They're standing the opposite the way. Opposite yeah, so like our feet are kind of close like, to each other. Like how Australians. Like China. Yeah, yeah Australians stand. If, can you on, dig We down all know Australia? that Australia doesn't exist. Well, even. that's true, exactly. Yeah. Wait, what? That's <laughs> a whole That's a whole thing. other conspiracy and thing. This week, we've lost two two nations, Finland and Australia. Yeah, Finland <laughs> doesn't exist either? Nope, it does not. Uh-oh. It's just Eastern Sweden. It's uh, Eastern Sweden. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, we can go into this another time, but yeah, yeah. Nokia is actually a Japanese company. Just going to go ahead and say that. Also, I mean, that's a joke, but the Finnish language, quote unquote, because it doesn't exist, and the <laughs> Japanese language have very similar base languages. There's actually a very weird connection. That's weird. So cool. look into that. Finland doesn't exist. So <laughs> the Japanese that. popped down through the hollow earth and then popped up in Finland and started Finland. Is that what happened? <laughs> through one of the hot springs. One of the hot springs. Got yeah. it. <laughs> they just took like a, they just took a trip down a volcano or something, which yeah. is like in, in Jules Verne's novel, Journey to the Center of the Earth, which I recommend you guys read. It's a really fun read. Their original movie is really good too. Yeah. Um, so essentially what in the, in the book, they, they find a passage down like a volcano, like a, like a, like a dormant volcano and they go into the earth like really really deep down and they see all different kinds of like weird animals and plants and giant mushrooms and and uh stuff like that oh, so you just piqued steven's interest giant mushrooms oh yeah giant <laughs> fungi there's a fungus among us yeah. um so let's talk about the hollow earth let's keep let's go into this like yeah. where so so why why do people actually believe it now 
yeah, and why? What's the what's the connection with Antarctica? Because good it, question. It, that's always mentioned yeah. in connection to Antarctica. It is, yeah. So we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so here, I mean, the connections right off the bat. So both of the modern, both of the modern uh, accounts of 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 going into the hollow earth are um, Admiral Richard E. Byrd and Carl Unger. I'm going to primarily focus on Richard E. Byrd. Um, so Richard E. Byrd was born on August 28, 1888, um, and he received the Medal Medal of Honor for flying over the North Pole. So he, Carl, uh, not Carl Unger, but Richard E. Byrd was a famous pilot, and he was the first man to fly over both the North Pole and the South Pole. Mm. Yeah. Um, which in, I, th- I think he was doing it in the 20s or 30s. Mm. And depending on who you believe, he, he definitely went on one expedition of each. Um, and then he, a lot of some people believe if you believe if people believe the conspiracy theory, they believe that he also went in the 40s, like the mid 40s during like right at the beginning of World War Two, which <laughs> right. we'll get to later. That's that's the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was the first man to fly over the North and South Pole by air. Um, so he so his first trip was kind of un, kind of like normal like what you would expect what you would expect a lot of ice um and then s- like later he released a journal or like a memoir and in his journal or memoir that's kind of where it gets really out there so he gives his his account um his like hour by hour hour by hour report of of his trip so he's flying through this is the this is the south south pole specifically um so Antar- so think antarctica so his expedition with his planes, um, they land on the continent of, of Antarctica and he takes off, I think probably takes off over the ice or takes off from the ice. So he probably has an ice plane, you know? Um, and the first thing he sees that's kind of odd is, so he's flying along and he starts to see purple and reddish colorations in the ice, which is kind of peculiar. That's not really normal. Um, and he he sees a mountain range in, in like in the distance. And this mountain range is, according to his report, this mountain range is not covered in snow, like it's just a mountain, hmm. which is kind of peculiar. So he continues to fly towards this mountain, flies over the mountain, and kind of comes into this valley. And this valley is a lush paradise in the middle of Antarctica. So he sees like a river running through, like running through this, this area, like foliage. Um, he, he just, in this report, he describes forest of green grass, like, like forests of really tall green grass, weird moss growing everywhere. Um, and he also talked about how the light was different. Like he couldn't see the sun any longer and it was just the air around him just kind of glowed, hmm. um, which in, which what, in, what was he taking? I don't know, man. What drug was he on? I don't cause... know. Maybe he was high on the oxygen, you know, because you, if you breathe continuous oxygen for a long time, you can start feeling really weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he starts seeing really weird things. Um, he also sees a live woolly mammoth. <laughs> that would be area. awesome. That would be awesome. By the way, side note, they are trying to actually... Clone it? Clone one. Yeah, they have uh, DNA they pulled out of the, a frozen one that they found in Russia. And uh, and they were able to pull out DNA out of some bone marrow that had been frozen or something, and so they're actually going to try and merge it with a an existing elephant to carry it. That's and, really cool. I also read awesome? something about there's an extinct bear. This is totally off topic, but really kind of cool <laughs> that they found the like all of the 
black bears, it's either the American black bear or the brown bear, actually carry part of the genetic code from this extinct bear. Oh, sweet. So it's kind of like the genetic first right, of so, the bear line? But it's, back in the... It's a 19-foot f- tall bear right now. <laughs> well, basically, and what they're saying is that this prehistoric or this bear that used to exist that yeah. went extinct had to have crossbred. Oh. And so, but anyways. Do, bears, do bears not do that? Is that Normally, no. So if we put like a Kodiak bear and a polar bear together. I would assume they wouldn't. You get a tan bear that or likes ma- maybe, to swim. Maybe that's how you get koa- uh, panda bears, black and white bears. <laughs> There you go. That's the answer. The real question is what bears best? What mm. bears best? What bears best? Which bears best? Well, uh, I was going to say the panda bear knows karate. So That's true. Ooh. They are You know that's an office refer- reference, right? Oh, what bears not. best? Oh, I did no, not. No. Sorry. Brown bear. Oh, brown bear's best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So, so let's go back to uh, Hollow Earth Antarctica connection. Yeah, so he so, so um Richard he E. Bird and oh he saw a mammoth. That's yeah, what he saw a mammoth sorry. and he's continuing to fly and, and one of the things he was writing about was um he sees like ambient light, which is kind of a th- a common thing when you talk about hollow th- theories of hollow earth or stories of hollow earth. Because in the hollow earth, I mean think about it. If you're in a shell and there's a dome not we're not talking flat earth here. We're talking hollow earth. So if there's like a dome above you, there's no source of light. There's no sun that can get through. Right. So right. hollow earth proponents believe that there's some kind of like ambient light, ambient heat source that is just in the air. It's just diffused within all of just all of the air carries light, visible I, light. I guess. Okay. I guess something like that. I mean... You're asking me scientific questions about a complete theory, so I have no idea. Um, so here's where it starts to get crazy, and here's where I kind of like lo- like lost interest in, in in like what he was saying. So he continues to fly, and he talks about how okay, it's it's seventy to seventy four degrees Fahrenheit in the middle of Antarctica, and he see in the distance he sees a rainbow city laid out in front of him. Cool. And as he's approaching the city. Guess what pulls up next to him? Probably flying monkeys or little people. Close. Oh. Nazis. Nazis pull up <laughs> Nazis to him. Nazis pull up next to him. A, a flying disc. Wait, wait. A, a flying saucer. Did it have wait. a swastika on it or it something? It did. No way. It did. But wait. Did. Wait. When was this flight? This was in the 40s. Okay. So he, oh, had, a, oh, he had his is, first flight, which yeah. was in the 20s. <laughs> and then he had, according to the theorists, he had a secret second flight. In the 40s, so okay, right, th- I mean, right. the, so the the times add up, which isn't. I'm not saying that's evidence. So he, no. he's flying along, sees this rainbow city, and then what pulls up? What what do you see here? Pulling up next to you, like you're on the highway, and you you, know, right. you see someone pull up a flying saucer with swastikas on it, oh, and suddenly wow. he loses he loses control of his airplane. He's in some kind of tractor beam, and he's pulled down to Excellent. the earth, and this. a bunch of Nazis come and like confront him. Did he, but how did they let him go? Why didn't they kill him? Like you're asking questions I don't have the answer to. Promised how did he promised. How did Bird, didn't Bird go missing on his expedition? He died? No, he didn't die on his expedition. No, he, he came back and was like doing interviews and stuff. Um, and there's, how old was he when all this happened? Do you know? He, I think he was, that's a good well, question. He was the 40s, he was born in 88, so some in his 50s. Right? Yeah, he was, he was like 40s, 50s, probably, yeah. um, at least in the 40s. Yeah. Like, so a lot of people say that his second flight in the 40s never happened, but some people say it did. Um, so, hmm. one of the interesting things about him, which is true, like, this part is true, uh, 
um, Richard E. Bird was part of Operation High Jump in, in Operation Icebox, I think it was. Um, so, so one of the cool things that a lot of people don't know is that the U.S. government has built under ice bases in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like military. We, we, we bases. know that. We know that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's been... that's been proven true. Like Camp Century, you guys can look it up. You can research it. Yeah. There was a under ice base in, I think it was actually Greenland. Um, that that was legit. Like we know that that's that's the case. Um, and you guys can research Operation Hydrum and then Operation Icebox. I think it was Icebox. It's pretty much the U.S. government had this idea in case of apocalypse. Um, like in the case of an apocalypse, we would need like a food store. Right. So their idea was to create some kind of deep freeze freezer. Um, to store like to seed store. and like, yeah, to exactly. Re, to re get it going again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. don't they actually have one of those? They have like, I well, they have it's... a seed vault, right? They have a seed vault, which is a little bit different. We're talking like actual food. <laughs> okay. Like canned like food and stuff. Burgers. Burgers. Yeah. Mm. Five deep, guys. Deep frozen Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. That's what I want. That's what I care about. <laughs> when I they break out the Chick-fil-A, Chick- everything goes good. That's true. There's going to be Chick-fil-A in heaven. I'm yeah, just saying. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. All those good chickens giving their lives for It is us. God's chicken. God's chicken. It is. So, uh, so, there's, so what does this have to do with the hollow earth? <clears throat> yeah, so according to him, he went into the hollow earth. According to Bird. According, well, according to his memoirs, which cannot be necessarily traced back to him, but are... <laughs> attributed to being written by him you know and and in all of these hollow earth theories the entrance to the hollow earth is in the poles right like any i mean which is kind of coincidental because okay if there was a hollow earth which where would the entrance have to be it would have to be in the most remote part of the whole world which is in the arctic (laughs) or the center of ashburn virginia which is like the twilight zone it's I just true. I get lost there every time I. It's go just there. suburb, suburb, <laughs> right. suburb, yeah. suburb, you suburb. Just, <laughs> it's just a house. You walk in and then you just go down a staircase and then next thing you know you're in Hollow Earth. You're in the Hollow Earth and you're getting, getting like taken in by Nazis and yeah. flying saucer with it's tractor like, beams. It's like Men in Black, like how they would do weird, yeah, right in plain sight. Just keep it right, right where everybody sees it. So, well, all right. So you have this Hollow Earth and you have Nazi connection and you have uh, crazy mammals in light crazy light refractions and things like that going on and paradise like city. Yeah. Utopias. And then America has military bases in Antarctica and in Greenland, which is actually full of ice. And then, and then, uh, and then recently there's been a whole lot of interest. I don't think there's confirmed in Antarctica. Uh, Military military bases. bases? Oh no, not in, there are theories about it. Like, yeah. So, the Nazis had a lot, like, this is true. Like, it is true that the Nazis had a very strong interest in the occult. Oh, like, they, they yeah. wanted to get as much leg up on the world as possible. Like, yeah. like divination, high sacrifice. End, high generals, I can't remember, but were very, very into the occult. Very much so. A lot of them were on drugs, too. Like, they, I, I listened to a podcast about all of the amphetamines that Hitler was on, and it's insane. Wow. It's insane, yeah. So all of the Nazis were really into the occult. They wanted to get as much power as they possibly could. And I have heard that 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 Hitler specifically had a lot of interest in, in, in Antarctica. 
Um, yeah, I read about something where they actually did make a trek down there. They did. They did. And I even have the guy's name. So the guy's name was Carl Unger. He was a, okay. a submarine. He was a U-boat captain. And he did go to, like, you can see the documents yourself. Like, he did go to Antarctica. And a lot of people, people think, well, the thing is, it's, it's easy to fake an, a document and put it online and say, like, look, this is evidence, you know? So there are documents that seem to show, like, he went to... He went via submarine to like some kind of underwater cave system. I think it, I think is what it was. Yeah. But that's easy to fake, you know, but, but Hitler did have a lot of interest in, in, in Antarctica. And there's, there's like conspiracy theory talk going on right now that there's, have you guys heard of like all the activity around Antarctica recently? Well, that's what I was going to bring up is oh, that yeah, yeah. we, so all the, like we had uh Kerry went and uh, yeah. during Obama's administration, the Roman Orthodox, and- like bishop or something yeah. came to bless the land or something. Yeah. So there's some renewed interest in in Antarctica. And some people just say, well, no, what it is is they found a whole bunch of natural resources there of oil or something like that. And so who really owns Antarctica? Like, is it its own country? It's who- a good question. I mean, there is a treaty. There's, there is an Antarctic treaty. So if you look, I forgot what the treaty is called, but there is a treaty of all of the countries who have who have kind of a stake in Antarctica. The ability to get there. The ability to get there, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I mean, Australia can't get there because they don't exist, you know? Right. Um, so there is a treaty that kind of splits Antarctica in, in essentially a, like a pizza pie fashion. So yeah. if you think about where the, the pole is, or at least the hypothetical pole, not necessarily the real pole, um, and, and draw like radians out towards the edge, sure, yeah. it's split up by country by country. Um, and it, the, and according it's to the massive treaty, too. it's huge, giant, like yeah. the whole con- the whole continent of Antarctica is about the size of the United States. So wow. huge. Yeah. Um, but no one gives any thought to it because when, every time we think about it, it's just like a big ice sheet. Yeah. That's all but we always think about. The implications of Antarctica are huge. So one of the things that Carl, like Carl Younger went on the record of verifiably saying like in interviews is that the, there's probably... In, in an, an immense amount of resources in, our, in, in, in Antarctica. Like he, think, he thinks that he saw mountains of coal there that like so much coal that it could drive like the world's economy. And he also thought there was a lot of uranium there and probably a lot of oil too. Yeah. I mean, they've, they found via like a deep ice core drillings that the, Antarctica used to be like a lush paradise because of the way the earth pole the earth's poles work yeah so the earth's poles are actually on a wa- like wobble right yeah they don't it's not consistent it's, it's not consistent yeah. exactly so so depending on how the wobble works it could put what is now Antarctica drastically somewhere else which would which would cause Antarctica to be lush right because the ice would move the, I guess. yeah yeah so the, the, i mean the temperatures would just be be shifting. what is changing and yeah. shifting yeah so a lot of people think that there's probably a lot of oil in a well, in what's amazing for that reason. about that is that we were talking about um <laughs> yeah the comet the the comet and then there's also a, an illusion in uh in genesis the book of genesis where uh after the flood um so you know the pangea right mm-hmm. yeah so we talk about how the, they, it alludes to the fact that there was a possibility of the Pangea happening in such a way that it actually changed the rotation of the Earth. If you think about the continents moving to be where they are now, if they were all yeah. connected, 
and what that would do to the rotation of the earth what what if it slowed it down enough to where it just covered it with ice yeah so it wasn't any longer and but it happened you know thousands of years ago before right after the flood you know pretty soon after the flood we're talking as the waters were receding from the flood the worldwide flood which we believe happened the pangea occurs and that what that does ultimately is it takes the three sons of noah which were sent to different areas and then as the pangea happens they were they were carried by the way that those moved you yeah, know when pangea split they yeah, all they were on chance. different continents so which one of noah's sons had the claim to antarctica <laughs> which one of them settled there i don't know that's a good one we'll have to dig and, and find the the rainbow noah city himself right Noah himself he already he had claimed. the boat he could just go there you know, just take the yacht. <laughs> he did. He wanted nothing to do with that boat after he got off of that thing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've been on it too long. So, uh, so it's a massive country or or landmass, and uh, and it's it has potential of great resources. So there's a lot of new interest in it, and uh, it's just crazy to me how we have so much great technology. Why can't we throw a satellite into? orbit around that area and look at it like look at it better and stuff well we could but because the global elites don't want us to figure out that there's a hollow earth oh they're yeah, hiding so the door one of the weird things about antarctica which kind of lead lends credence to two things i don't think it really lends credence to there being a hollow earth but it lends credence that there's something there something weird there is that you can pull up google earth and look at images the images the satellite images of antarctica right and some of it is not is like shaded out right yeah no i i've seen that before that's yeah, why like, i was wondering it's, it's kind of like around d like if you if you try to go on google earth and try to look at the white house or some of like some of the known military bases it's just shaded out or just totally unavailable so and google knows then google knows yeah <laughs> they know something's up yeah so that's that's one of the weird things about about a lot of that kind of fuels a lot of theories like okay i can tell that this square on google earth was copy and pasted from like this other area and it's just like not uniform doesn't make sense right yeah so i mean i don't i don't really think that there's a hollow earth but i think there's something there might be something really crazy in antarctica i mean it what if the nazis had a base there what if they found a lot of uranium and there's just a whole bunch of uranium stored up in an underground base in, in in antarctica you know, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Because um, I was going to say, just offhand, do, do we know the temperature on the surface of Antarctica? Like, I mean, people, researchers live there. So it's not hard to think that. It's cold. Well, if it is cold, <laughs> but I mean, it's not. Well, some so, of it's not cold. I was going to say, it's not too cold to think that people could have lived there. Like, it's not as cold as parts of Siberia. Yeah, I mean, or. Well, or, some of it's like negative 100 Fahrenheit. Arctic. Oh, okay. Nobody. So it's very, very, very cold. So, I mean, the thing is... Negative how much? Negative 100. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what some That's what some of what Carl Younger... Or not Carl Younger, but um, Bird. Bird was saying. Yeah, yeah, he was saying like negative 100 or something. Um, but so not all of... I, I think it's possible for there to be like... Not a not probably like a lush area, but a, a snowless area. A lot of... A lot, I've heard legitimate sources say that there's a snowless area of antarctica yeah. that's 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 kept a, te- a certain temperature via like volcanic vents and stuff like that like that's plausible yeah. you know like it's possible for there to be volcanoes there um and we know there are like we know that there are volcanoes in antarctica because of one of the one of the true things that a lot of people don't know is that there are giant freshwater lakes in, in, in under the ice in in antarctica i mean mm. giant 
like sixth biggest lake in the whole world, like that big. Wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's so, probably super fresh. Yeah, super clean. fresh. Yeah, we should be bottling it and sending it to Africa. That's true. Helping people. That's true. Um, so the biggest of these uh, like subglacial lakes is called Lake Vostok, and it is um, it is four thousand meters under the ice. Four thousand meters. Yeah. How do they even get the reading on that? Core drillings. Core drillings. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this this lake is forty eight hundred square miles. That's huge. Yeah, it's giant. Um, and the average depth of this lake is fourteen hundred feet. Like the average depth of the water, and it's and it's fresh water, and a lot of it, they've found they found biological life there too, which is cool. Wait, so this, all right, I'm just thinking about this for a second. So it, there's a lake under the top layer of ice. Yep. But there is ice underneath the lake. Well, there is actually a landmass in our in in Antarctica. No, like there is a underneath. Landmass. But you said that there is a lake that's underneath the surface of Antarctica. Mm-hmm. So it's this river and then more ice. So it's contained within the landmass of Antarctica. Is no, that what it's not underneath the lake. It's not ice. It's it's ground. Like it's it's the actual continent of Antarctica. Oh, yeah, wow. there's actually a landmass in Antarctica. In Antarctica, yeah, like it's not. Like, there's like solid ground underneath all the ice right, and all okay, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And but you're saying it's it's I, I did the math. It's like thirteen thousand feet down mm-hmm. below yep. the ice. So yeah. that's like four point six miles or something like that. Yeah. Crazy. That's insane. Yeah, and they have found life there. They have found life in this lake, like, like biological life. Oh, really? Like micro, s- like micro, like stuffs living. Yeah, I wonder stuff's if there's any. There. What if there was some fish in that thing? Man? I have no idea. I have okay. no idea. I mean, so we know that there are volca- volcanic vents. I th- I'm pretty sure we know that there are volcanic vents, like yeah. warming this area. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to exist. Right. You right. know. Um, so well, there are. We also know that underground, as you you get a certain depth. It's a constant temperature of 53 degrees or 58 degrees. I forget what it is. Um, I don't, yeah, that sounds right. I don't, yeah. I don't exactly remember. So it could be that that 58 degree temperature is just radiating up to that surface area. Yeah, exactly. Keeping it. And if it's the lake and it's in the surface area, cause down into the actual, mm-hmm. it's not hidden. It's not, it's not like held in the ice. Like the lake top and bottom. It's is not like an ice. ice pocket. It's right. ground underneath actual the actual continent so it has a floor the, mm-hmm. the lake has a floor and we know it's super deep yeah like average 1400 feet Gosh, deep that's crazy crazy yeah um so what if there's a cavern next to this volcanically warmed lake and the nazis created something there you know right who knows like it's it's the the theories are 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 crazy like what's what is what is it going to be like when we drill a hole big enough to put like a man like a man uh, like a, a a submarine capable of holding a man or a woman in this lake. Right. What is it going to be like in there? What if there's like a giant whale or a happen. megalodon or something no, like I'll that? I'll tell you what happens. The ice is like a giant stopper, and that was where the floodwaters came from. <laughs> We're going to open up that. Talk about opening up a door. That's going to flood so the, the water's going to come from the middle of the... <laughs> So that's what the, it's like a the, bathtub opposite of a bathtub. It's like, like pulling a cork. It's so like all the water. So all the water's on the inside of the earth. Is that what you're well, saying? We know that we know that uh, there's, there's giant came, aquifers in the earth. Yeah. Right? Well, we know giant. that the scriptures talk about how it not everyone thinks that Noah's when when it flooded the earth that it was just rain, but it right. came from under and 
above. Right. Yeah. In fact, before it rained, all of the water came from under and dew. A lot of dew. Yeah. It talks about how in in, in Eden there was like the ground, like springs. The springs. Yeah, yeah. The water was welling up out of the ground and stuff. So that's what I think Antarctica is now. We're mm. talking about this giant lake. I think it's just a, a big cork holding back the floodwaters. I don't want to risk it. Or, you know? <laughs> I know, right? There is something creepy about like going into these places, like looking for a stargate, looking for what's going on in the hollow earth. You know, if there is, even if it is hollow, who knows? But uh, I want it to be true. You do. I, I really know. do. I can tell. I can hear it in your voice. I want there to be like a paradise vacation spot in Antarctica where I yeah. can go land on a 74 degree always constant year-round temperature where the sun just is there you just get tired you sleep and it's always sunny and rainbowy and and we'll just we'll just cleanse the nazi side of it out we'll get yeah. rid of them right yeah okay. just get rid of them <laughs> send them send them to argentina yeah, yeah. you hear about that i did hear about that that's crazy. crazy there's a bunch there's a there's a facility of nazis in argentina in there's, a compound there's also a pedophile cult down there it was run by really? a nazi yeah that doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise me Cinecin, apparently greedy for every type of impurity yeah pinochet uh for all <laughs> i don't want to say for all the good things but uh <laughs> that the right always gives him you know the helicopter rides and all that stuff uh <laughs> protecting protecting Turner? the uh yeah the uh pedophile nazis is not a not no. a good move and i think all the people who look up to him on the quote-unquote Ill, right probably should dig deeper right yeah. yeah dig deeper i mean it's like the farther you go right the more authoritarian you get it's oh, kind of it's, weird yeah, <laughs> yeah if you go either side yeah. left or right and the spectrum, they both end up on the left they do it just they circle big, back around big loop. Yeah. they circle all around the bottom they jump through a portal that's what <laughs> cern is it's just a big loop of uh that's true right now but uh wow man this has been cool there we've been going for a, an hour and 40 minutes this Dang, is by, I feel it. by far yeah. our longest ever recorded podcast so cool. I, i've enjoyed it i like talking about this stuff yeah. i like going far out there like i'm i'm a really curious person and i and i like asking questions and i like trying to understand things i'm an avid reader. I like science fiction and I, re- I really want the hollow earth to be true. <laughs> Going into the hollow earth would be awesome or go, or having mammoths. I want a mammoth. Well, you might actually see the mammoth soon. That could That's happen. True. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'll be telling my great grandkids like back in my day when all the mammoths were frozen in an ass, <laughs> an ass sheet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, dude, it's been an awesome episode. Thanks, it's man. It's been cool. I, yeah. I, we've talked about a lot of cool stuff. And look, you know, listener, do your research. Look, look it up. You know, don't ask questions. Yeah, I was going to say one thing. We never spelled out CERN. It's C E R N. Yeah. Yes, C E R N. CERN, as in discern, as you should discern what's going on in the world. There you go. But uh, yeah, people should ask questions. Just because you, just because you have been taught something growing up, doesn't necessarily mean you should believe it. You yeah, know, that's right. just because you, you hear just because, I mean, how many people have read the firsthand evidence of a lot of things, a lot of the things that they believe? Not many people have done that. You right. know, yeah. a lot of people are told things and, and they're trusted yeah. because why would they lie to me? You know, and then people hear things that are contrary to what they believe and they say, oh, well, that can't be true because I believe what I believe and I know what I believe is true. Yeah. So just ask questions, do your research, 
be there honest, are crazy things be, out there. Be honest about it too. Don't you know? We have a lot of bias in our own research and Absolutely. things. We need to just Absolutely. be on, intellectually honest with things, and it's a whole process, and it takes time, and uh, you gotta just be on, just be diligent, and uh, but you man, it, read your Bible so you know what to uh, discern from. You're just you're yeah. Well, th- we would be criticized for uh, that. Using that as our uh, I don't care. as our filter of truth, but uh, as I said before, in my opinion, the Bible has been proven true time and time again, it and continues to be right. Done so, he, the Word told told us what would happen in the future. It happened, and then it continues to tell us what's going to happen in the future. And I'm fully expecting that to happen. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Fulfilled so, promises. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, well, look, man, it's been awesome, Ethan. Thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks, we loved man. it. It's Rosie. It has been awesome. Another great episode. We will catch everyone on the next episode of All Out War Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to the All Out War Podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at alloutwarcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.